Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today, I'm going to continue the the presentation of this Revelation, the Book of Revelation series, which I have started in the last telecast. We are we were going through Revelation chapter two, and I pray that the Lord will open your understanding to be able to comprehend what we are talking about. To in verse twelve, it says, "To the angel of the church in Pergamos, write: This thing said the E, which has the sharp sword with two edges." Now I said in the last broadcast that that introduction of the Lord Jesus Christ introducing Himself to this church or to this church age as the one that has a sword of two sharp edges is pointing to the fact that God is coming to judge the wrong, the false believers, the false disciples among the congregation that are introducing the worldliness, the world influence upon the upon the church or the satanic influence. And he went further and said, I know thy works and where thou sit dwellest, even where Satan cities, and thou oldest pass my name and hast not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against thee. Now watch what the Lord Jesus Christ said he has against that church dispensation or that church. Okay, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. In the earlier broker we have discussed what the doctrine of Balaam might mean. Balaam was the prophet in the days of Moses, but not, not one of the Israelite prophets. He was the prophet in Moab and the Moabites wanted to destroy the Israelites that were passing through their land when they were coming from Egypt. And the, the king of the Moabites in those days was called Balak. The name was familiar, it was closer. But that king wanted, he called for a prophet that he knew could curse. And because he has, he has heard about this prophet Balaam, he called the Borevalam to come and curse these people that were trying to cover the land. And Balaam was expected to be a prophet of the Most High God in the Gentile world. And he asked God, God told him not to go and cause them. But because Balaam wanted the favor of the king of the land, he wanted the prestigious position that he will be having, like wanting prestigious, wanting, wanting recognition, and wanting uh, the glory that goes along with sitting with kings and with rulers. So Balaam keep insisting that he will go until God said, Okay, go ahead. And you know the story. If you go and read and read in the book of Numbers. That was the story of the, 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 the prophet whose donkey was speaking when the angels appeared. In the end, the Bible said in this story that Balaam actually, even though he was not able to cause the Israelites, he must have gone back and told the king Balak how to make God of uh, how to make God cause them, how to make them offend God by making by making by asking the king to make them commit adultery and fornication. And that happened in the book of Numbers. Now, God was using that as is a doctrine of Balaam, the doctrine of wanting to please the worldly rulers, wanting to be recognized by the worldly rulers, the desire to be respected and highly praised, or welcoming the highly placed men of the government of the world. 
into the midst of the congregation of the church. That is the doctrine. Where people have to tune down what they are preaching just to invite the dignitaries into the church. They have to modify their sermons and make it appeasing and appealing to the world rulers so that they can come into the church so that they can get more money or they can get recognition. You see, all those loving the world, God spoke against it. They love not the world. None of, the, none of the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And he that will be a friend of the world is enemy of God. So, this doctrine of Balaam was being introduced in the congregation in that generation of trying to make the rulers accept Christianity. In the end, we know what happened in the end. But this is a doctrine that God started pointing out that in that generation it will begin to take root in the congregation. Because some false brethren have come in. That wanted to be recognized and they wanted to be to have the rich and the mighty play, be pleased with the with the Christianity that they are preaching. But that is not how God does his work. God wants this rich and mighty, except that they have to come the same way. They have to come to Christ the same way you and I come to Christ. That is, they have to come humbly like any person, like ordinary people. And I've preached someone before that in the book of Numbers and even in Leviticus, when Moses was giving them the law on what to sacrifice, there was a special sacrifice that they should make for the king of the land, of their land, the type of sacrifice that they should offer for the priests and the high priests, and the special type of sacrifice for the dignities and the rich people. And a special sacrifice for the common people. It was only the common people that are to bring a lamb. But when Jesus Christ came, he didn't come as an ox or as a bull with a horn. He came as a lamb. Which means he only come for the common people. That covers everybody. That means the king has to come down off his throne and be a common person to accept Jesus Christ. That means the high priest and the priest of the heart, the worldly high priest and the priest have to come off of their throne and come to God as a common people to be to partake of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. The same goes for the rich and the mighty. They have to come as the common man to partake of the Lamb because the Lamb is what is sacrificed from all mankind, everybody. As a common person, you have to bring a Lamb to God for your sin offering. Now that is exactly why every rich and mighty have to come the same way you and I come to Christ in, um, in humility and so we don't have to tune down the gospel we don't have to change or modify the sermons to make them come in if they will not come in let them stay where they are but the world has to fall where it may that the soul that sinned shall die so looking for the word from men is the doctrine of Balaam now the Lord continues in verse 15. So as thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Now what is the doctrine of the Nicolaitans? Now that is a doctrine also that was that started taking root in those days. It's called the doctrine of those who wanted to subdue the body, the believers. It's called conquer the laity, is what it means. That is, the laity is the population. They wanted to conquer the population so that there will be only the elders can talk. And if you have a doctrine, if you have a sermon, or you have a prophecy or a dream that you think God gave to you, 
they wanted you to come to the elders or to the the ruler of the church and first pass your doctrine your dream through them for them to review it and if they don't like it that will be the end of it you are not allowed to tell the congregation and that is the doctrine that started in that generation and God was warning them that it will stifle, it will stifle the Holy Ghost because the scripture says where the spirit of God is there is liberty now by the doctrine of the Nicolaitans they don't allow that liberty for anybody to just stand up and be able to prophesy in the congregation and just think of what the devil can do when the devil can get the elders to be one of his own people he make one of his wrong disciples to be in the congregation and they will quickly seize one of the elder position and that is the way the devil begin to control the church by making the wrong elders be the elders and then what they, what they refuse that shouldn't be told because they say this is not biblical that is it unless you get out of their church you can't say anything so that was the doctrine of the Nicolaitans where they begin to control the people of God and then by so doing they have sniffled the Holy Ghost verse 16 just say repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and we fight against them with the sword of my mouth so God was ready to to fight against those men that have come into the congregation that have come into the church and are trying to subdue the believers under one authority under one person and that was weird in the end how the papacy rose up that was the, the, the end result of all these doctrines was the Roman Catholic papacy where the papacy now in that in that organization they make the rule in their church and what they say what the papacy says and his council says is what goes Holy Ghost cannot talk to anybody anymore in their church and you can see how the Holy Ghost left that congregation and that organization and started a reformation and all the world also after they formed their own reformation they also wanted to be like the papacy and make a ruler archbishop or the the archdiocese somewhere that will be controlling the organization and then god has to withdraw also from all those daughters of uh, of the of catholicism that form the same type of organization around one man so that he could be the ruler and that is the same doctrine of nicolaita because human beings like to be they like to control things and when you like to control things and not letting god control it you are going to actually be sniffling the holy ghost because the holy ghost wants to control he wants to be in charge like i said before now let's continue see the promise god gave to this congregation to this generation of believers is that that an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches to him that overcometh will i give to it of the eating manna and i will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth saving he that received it now let's go on to the church of Thyatira and unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write this thing said the, the son of God now the Lord introduced himself as the son of God here for a purpose also who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass I know that it works when he said when he introduced himself as the son of God here it has a purpose because he's going to give a promise to this generation of believers that they that overcome will be elevated to the position like sons of God also I mean that's the they are coming to the fullness of the stature of Christ that is the promise he's going to begin to 
provide this generation. It says, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last will be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Now, let's stop right there and discuss this woman Jezebel. Now, God, the Lord Jesus Christ started using here, used the word Jezebel. You, and you see what this same, what he said this woman was doing also. He said he called herself a prophetess and he was teaching and seducing the servants of God to commit fornication. Now, compare that with what we read just in the, in the earlier church age, on the earlier church, the Pagamos church, where he said, the doctrine of Balaam also was was teaching Balak to make the children of Israel eat something that is sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Well, that started like a doctrine in that generation, in that to the church of Pagamos. So actually, normally we start like a doctrine, a bad, a bad idea. We normally start like a doctrine because the devil will come in through one person or two or three people in the congregation and like the word of God say a little leaven leavened the whole lump what the devil does also we introduce his own men disguised like true believers into the midst of the believers and he did that starting from the church in the Pagamos in that age of the Pagamos and after they have come in they started taking over the congregation taking over the leadership and they started teaching the doctrine that looked like hey we can do this God doesn't say we shouldn't do this. God says we should try to bring them in. Bring all these elders. If you can bring in the king, if you can make the rulers, the senators to be to be to accept the gospel. Just think of what we can do. They are the people with money. Now they are looking for the money. They are going after their money. And they are afraid of being persecuted by them also. And very soon they tune down. And it's going on right even in this generation where many preachers are trying to say we can win the war, win all these teenagers by changing the style how we preach the gospel to them. They wanted to tune down, give them the gospel music that they like, to bring them in. The worldly like of worldly type of music with some words of Jesus in it. To bring them in like that. But if you begin to change the doctrine or the message just to satisfy the public, you have already changed the message. And that was what was going on. It started with a doctrine. And God said he hated it. But in the end, that doctrine became a church of itself. And that was what happened. They started with the doctrine of Balaam and the Nicolaitans. And by this next generation of, of the church, it has become a church of its own. Where they are now the ones that are controlling everything. And those who don't agree with them have to leave the congregation, leave the church. And they become the minority church. Why they are the church with the power. They are the church with the, the power of the of the government. Why? Because they have already gotten the emperors and the rulers and the chief justices to be part of them. And that happened in the days of the Roman Catholicism or the, the emperors. Very soon, the one emperor was converted. Very soon, the whole of Rome was being made to be Christian Christian city. 
or what you call church sitting and all their idols they had to whitewash them and give them names like Peter or Paul and those are idols that are images they will give them new names and very soon they become the church and those who kick against this were being arrested and persecuted and they have to be the hidden church underground by that time so the, by the time of the power of the age of the Tartera they were now a church of Jezebel God called it the church of Jezebel that is Jezebel was a queen in the, in the book of of kings Jezebel was a woman that was the wife of King Ahab of Israel but Jezebel introduced into Israel the worst kind of religion she came in married to the king of Israel and then she brought in her own religion so that people were no more going to worship the God of Israel they are now worshiping what they call Baal worship that Jezebel introduced and Jezebel has so much power because she was the queen of the land that she could kill anyone she wanted to kill and subdue anybody she wanted to subdue and all the true worshippers have to go underground all the prophets in the days of Elijah they were all hidden because they ran away from Jezebel and Jezebel was arresting them that was in the days of Elijah the prophet that was when Jezebel was ruling the country through the king here you can read about all of those things in the book of Kings now what we are talking about is God symbolized this new church that has been formed through this doctrine of Balaam that started it and they now took over they are now ruling the whole church and they said they are the church but they have gotten the emperors and the senators to be part of them so they have the power of the government and they change some things to suit the emperors to change their doctrine to suit everybody else they change their doctrine to suit the idol worshippers that are big men in the cities because how can you make them come in by changing your own doctrine they will come in as long as it is palatable to them and that was how Roman Catholicism was formed in Rome and the true worshippers they escaped and hide and they formed the underground churches and God said to these underground churches don't allow this Jezebel church to continue to pollute you because some more doctrine has coming in just to make them not be persecuted and God said well that's suffered that woman that called herself a prophetess that is he said they are the church they are teaching and seducing my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols and God said I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not which means God gave them time that if they want to get out of those false doctrine they couldn't because they have got the government tied up with them and they were now the government and then God but in verse 22 the Lord said behold I will cast her into a bed and then that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds now like I believe if you have been getting what I have been talking about you will say what church is this and I have already pointed out it is the church that was formed around the emperor in Rome and became the Roman Catholicism right now God said he will cast them into a great tribulation and at the end of the world there will be a great tribulation you can go when we get to the book of Revelation chapter 13 and chapter 17 and chapter 18 in fact the prophecy the revelation in chapter 17 of the woman called Babylon mother of Alots was actually specified in that book of Revelation I didn't interpret it the angel interpreted it to John that that woman that was sitting upon the beast was the city a city that was ruling upon the world then and that was in the time of the Roman Empire so that was why he said it was, it was the city that was ruling upon the whole world 
and Roman Empire was Rome was ruled upon the whole world and that city was the one that was going to be judged and God has said it in chapter 2 here that I will cast her into great tribulation not just the city but the whole organization that they set up around that city which is called Roman Catholicism so he that has and hear let him hear that's what the Lord will say right now he said he said except they repent of their deeds and I will kill our children with death what does that mean I will kill our children with death anyone that is joined to them is going to hell and lake of fire you better come out of her and seek the true gospel seek the true gospel my friend come out of that false vine because they look like they are a church indeed but they are a false vine and seek the true gospel well here he's saying i will kill our children with death and all the churches shall know that i am he which searched the reins and hearts and i will give unto every one of you according to your works now you see the lord is going to judge every man's work according to your work on that he's going to reward you verse 24 but unto you i say and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have known this doctrine and which have not known the depth of satan as they speak I will put upon you none other body but that which uh, but that which ye have already hold fast till I come. And he that overcome it and keep it my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to sievers, even as I received of my father. Now I said the Lord Jesus can introduce himself to this church age. As the son of God now you can see here in the in the end of it he was giving them the promise that as I received of my father to rule over the nations I'm going to give the overcomers of this generation the church of Teatira to rule over the nations with me they will be rulers when you overcome in this generation as I received of my father to his son so he's going to give to anyone that overcome to rule on nations of the earth that's what it means and I want you to think about that. You want to rule with Christ, you have to overcome all this falseness, false doctrine that have entered into the church. Because now the, the reason why their promise is really strong and it's a great promise for them, you can see it yourself. By the time a congregate church has joined to the government and they are now the power of the government, just like look at the Islamic fundamentalism right now. And think of that if a church is the ruler of a whole government of a, of a country, which happened in the days of the Roman Empire. And then they compel anyone that does not do believe their doctrine to be arrested because they have the power of the police they have the military power they have the power of the government they arrest anyone that does not believe their doctrine and that was why the true believers begin to run and hide and christ is saying they that overcome it, they deserve to rule upon these governments and rule upon the nations of the world and that is a good promise god has given to them he said, even as I received of my father. Why? Because look look at the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came, if he wanted to make the high priest and the chief priest and the Sanhedrin in, in Jerusalem to believe in him, all he needed to do is to appeal to those Sanhedrin and to the high priest and go and introduce himself so that they will accept him. Maybe he should go to their council one day and shake, up the, shake their hands and speak peacefully to them and invite them in that you all are going to be my disciples. And make some miracles before them and they will wonder and say oh we all believe you if they will all accept him and they will say there will be no crucifixion and how will you and i be saved there will have been no salvation but the lord jesus christ did not come that way 
he did not do his work like that my friend you cannot be trying to please the governments of the world or the government or the great men of the governments of the world preach the world let the world fall where it may you may be persecuted for what you preach if you are preaching the truth christ said they will hate you if they have hated me they will hate you also but don't be afraid because christ said you are going to rule over these nations of the world in the end because all the dead are in christ will be resurrected and for one thousand years they will rule and make the governments on this world on this on this planet in the in the millennium so think about that and stop dancing to the tune of the government stop dancing to the tune of all those highly placed men if anyone wants to come to christ let him come humbly like any other person and accept jesus as the lord and savior very important and the lord continued he said he that overcoming will i give power over the nation and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessel of a potter shall they be broken to shivers even as i received of my father and i will give him the morning star that is a promise and in that time and here let him hear what the spirit says on the church like i said if you have ears may you hear what the spirit is saying unto the churches come out of jezebel if you are in that type of false vine and accept jesus as your lord and savior because he is the only savior and ask him to come into your heart and to open your eyes i received an email from somebody said if somebody is in this church is it okay or how do or somebody said the congregation is wrong or it's not right what do you think about it? i said instead of me telling you whether your congregation or your church is wrong or right why don't you read the bible yourself and search the bible and see what are the practices in your congregation what does your congregation believe compare with what the bible says it will be obvious to you there are many doctrines in some of those roman catholicism that you cannot see in the bible that you have in your hand then you begin to question it now, where does this idea come from i didn't see it in the bible ask your reverend i say where does this idea come from i didn't see it in the bible they will give some some traditions to explain it of course they will explain it one way or the other but if it's not in the bible you should begin to question it yourself and very soon the old lord will open your understanding that was what happened to martin luther he was a one of the priests in the roman catholic church and he started questioning some of those things as the almighty god through the holy ghost started moving upon his heart and as he was searching the scripture he started realizing that there are many things he was he has been taught in the seminary that was contrary to what he was reading in the scriptures and they are trying to say well if the papacy said it that is it and he started begin to realize that we they are all just following the papacy without really questioning these doctrines and these ideas that are coming down to them and the lord opened his understanding he said the just shall live by faith not by what the papacy bring down and that was the beginning of the what you call the the reformation the reformation the protestantism started about that time and we know the end of it right now that every church started and they started coming out of falsehood up till today churches are coming out of false churches up till today because it's not just that Roman Catholic church that is having false doctrine there are many more that have been changing their doctrine to do the same thing that the Roman Catholic did just to be like men of the world just to please the population just to avoid persecution or criticism but the Lord continues to move on he moves on new hearts to make them to begin to search the scripture themselves so that they can be purer and purer and purer the Bible himself says thou shalt know the truth and this truth shall make you free 
I pray that the Lord will open your understanding. Father, I pray for those that are listening right now. We're not kicking against them as Roman Catholics or as Pentecostal or Baptists. We're just telling them that search the word of God and let the word of God be your guide. And the Lord will take care of the rest. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you open their understanding. Let them repent from sin and from all iniquity so that they can come to Christ and be saved. Write to us and I will send you some more literature. Sign, write to Evangelist Julius Adewumi, Gospel Distribution Ministry. Write to the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050, USA. You can get all our writings on the internet at www.gospeldistribution.org. Gospeldistribution.org. God bless you. Till next time.